Hello, this is Katie Sloan. And I am Dina DiCastro. Welcome to Let's Get Real Astrology, making the connection between astrology and real life. We aim to bridge the gap between astrological theory and how to use the wisdom of the planets in our daily lives. We'll share personal stories that bring concepts down to earth. We'll provide you with strategies for working with challenging astrological energies. And we will always focus upon how to use astrology to empower rather than to predict. If you want to understand how astrology can be used to make your life better, listen in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back today. We are talking about Venus retrograde. There is an upcoming Venus retrograde July 22nd to September 3rd, and we are going to tell you what we think that means for us and maybe for you, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. (laughs) Yes, we are. And so this is uh, a topic that we have visited before in general, just Venus retrograde. What is it about? What does it mean? And the last time we talked about this, Venus was retrograde in Capricorn from December 19th through uh, of 2021 through January 29th of 2022. That was the last time it happened. So Venus retrogrades uh, happen about every one and a half years for a period of about 40 days. And it also has a pattern or a cycle wherein it goes, uh, it hits the same sign about every eight years. So the last time it was retrograde in Leo was the summer of 2015. And it might have been a little bit in Virgo at that time too. I'd have to look back, but it was at least touching Leo in the summer of 2015. So, um, you know, it's important to think about this cycle, the bigger cycle of Venus retrograde, I think, in terms of your life and look back as much as to look at the one coming up as to what might this be per- pertaining to. That could be really helpful. Um, I also see that relationships sometimes go in eight year cycles or that something momentous will happen at the eight year mark. So that's also a cool thing to look at in your own lives out there is like, oh, is there something that happened after eight years of being uh, in a romantic relationship with somebody or at like a multiple of eight anniversary or, you know, what was going on in that relationship? Um, Because I have seen that to be true in my own life. Um, My husband and I got married after eight years of being together, you know, for for Mm -hmm. example. So it's just interesting to look at that theme with the cycle. And, you know, as we do think of Venus as related to mainly love and romance. And uh, in our last episode, you know, we talked about um, how it's really about much more than that. It's also about it's about our basic relationship needs, but we will expand that out to include close friendships, close family relationships. So it's more than the romance planet for sure. And it's also to do with how we experience pleasure. And uh, it also rules the house of money. And that's uh, as the natural ruler of the second house and its rulership of Taurus as well. It's uh, the, 
the relationship between money and security and feeling pleasure, you know, obviously is, is there. And also when we feel stable, when we feel secure and rooted in our lives and we feel that we have enough in the bank and we have enough of our material needs met, then we also can open up feeling more safe in things like love, partnership, romance. And so those two things are connected for sure. Um, Mm. And so when Venus is retrograde, then what does that mean? Well, retrograde does not mean bad. We always like to say that. It just means it's a chance to step back and look at things from a new perspective. It's a chance to redo or fix some things that need recalibrating. And it doesn't have to be uh, a thing to dread or like, oh, relationships are going to go bad during this time. No. I mean, it's definitely a time where we need to work on some things probably and where issues will rise to the surface so that we can uh, fix, mend, repair, reconsider, review, all of those RE words with any kind of retrograde. Um reconnect is the biggest one for, for Venus retrograde in my mind, you know, to reconnect with, uh, with the important people in our lives, with the parts of ourselves that can experience pleasure with, um, our relationship to money and what that means for us now, you know, where are we with money and, and how we're doing with it? You know, it's time to reconnect on a lot of those things. So what do you think about all of that, Katie? Do you have anything to add or anything there that piqued your interest? Oh, I was just thinking about that last Venus retrograde. Yeah. And actually. The one in Leo or the one mm, back in. The one in Leo. Yeah. 2015. In 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was looking back at like photos of what, you know, that's of what was happening during that time. And I was like, oh, my husband and I were doing so many fun things back then. Yeah. Like we were doing a lot. That was the one year that I look back on and I'm like, oh, we traveled so much. And it was just like, we were constantly uh, doing fun stuff. My daughter came to visit for a long time and it was just like reconnecting with her and reconnecting with the things and places that we loved going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cause, and also my husband and I met during a Venus retrograde in Capricorn. And mm-hmm. I think we talked about that on the previous podcast when we talked about Venus retrograde in Capricorn Yeah, to not necessarily be afraid of like love during this time Mm -hmm. right Right? like there's a big thing about um oh don't don't put yourself on a dating site or don't you know I think that sometimes that happens where you were like past people come back into your life right past Mm -hmm. like relationships show up and you might try them again and then you recognize the things that didn't work for you yeah, those types of things. I believe that used to happen to me before I got married mm-hmm. quite a bit during Venus retrogrades. 
Yeah. And I think it can be a time where you start going into like relationship review, like thinking about Mm -hmm. your past relationships and what they taught you. It doesn't even have to be literally that that person shows back up in your life. It can be right. You're just kind of reviewing that in your mind and remembering people and thinking about what they contributed to your life and hopefully learning Mm -hmm. something from that reflection. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that starts even with the pre-shadow of the retrograde for sure, which in this case, it begins June 19th, where we enter the pre-shadow. So we're already in it, actually. Yeah. Um, And then the post-shadow will go through October 7th. And I'll I'll put all these dates in the show notes, by the way. But yeah, we're already in the pre-shadow. So I am finding that for myself, that I'm thinking about people from my past. I've been dreaming about people from my past more. Um, you know, it's definitely been a time of just, it's just reminiscing a lot about the past mm-hmm. with people. Um, yeah. And it's, it can be really juicy and fun and it can be that. And it could also be like a little sad or a little wistful, especially if that person isn't in your life anymore. Uh, but it's always good to touch in with your heart and say, like, who's been important to your heart story, you know, your heart's development yeah. and like who's who has been who have been the loves of your life, whether as a friend or as a lover or whatever, you know. Um, so that's happening now, I think. And then, you know, this the fact that it's Leo the main thing that is up, at least for me, (laughs) maybe other people will relate to this as well. But like having fun again in a relationship is really becoming a priority for me Mm -hmm. right now too. And so when you said that about Todd, it's really like a perfect entry into this of when you guys had so much fun that summer. It's time for that again. It's time to pack in some fun experiences and reconnect with what is even fun anymore. And I've kind of lost touch with that myself, you know, not just in my, in my marriage. I think definitely we've, we've, uh, you know, we've had a lot of heavy stuff happen lately with just responsibilities of family and, you know, animal stuff that went off the rails recently. (laughs) We had more, more veterinary drama. Um, and, it's like, oh God, you know, just the business of partnership gets really big and heavy. And I'm aware as it was my birthday this weekend and I was aware that I had to really think about what would be fun. I don't even know. <laughs> you know like I'm just ah. having trouble even connecting with that. I did have fun. For me, you know, fun was was eating an Italian meal at a lovely restaurant and like really enjoying that and not trying not to feel guilty about that (laughs) as we talked about and just enjoying the fun of it. Like, wow, this is an experience and I love pasta and I'm here with my husband and we kind of had the place to ourselves. It was romantic, you know, even in the middle of the day, we were those two old people, you know, (laughs) having dinner at four o'clock, 30 or whatever. Yeah, I know. It was actually lunch, but it's like, it's not a popular (laughs) restaurant to eat lunch at if you're anywhere under 40, I think. Um, So, (laughs) so it was kind of funny, but yeah, I mean, just having fun. What is that for me? You know, it's getting out in nature for me right now. And I want to do more of those things with, 
with my partner. Um, so that I think will be a good thing to put on the agenda, you know, for that time for the period of Venus retrograde. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that Venus is related to is creativity. Um, and I know this has been up for me, but what about you? What do you think about Venus retrograde times for creativity? Um, yeah, definitely with this one, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's funny because uh, Leo rules my fourth house. Mm-hmm. It's like I have Leo and Virgo in my fourth house. Yeah. And I was thinking about, we just started bringing up like, how could, what, let's do a project now, a creative project on our house. Yes. And so I think we, for a long time, Todd and I got like super burnt out on house projects. Yeah. And because it was all we were doing. And then we've taken the last couple of years off of that. And now we're, we were out riding our bikes uh, over the weekend and we were looking at other people's fences and how some people had done some artistic things in their yards and we were like oh that would be kind of cool we were looking at Pinterest and like thinking of of new ways we could uh design our fences and stuff so it's like we're ready I feel like we're ready to do an art project like that on Mm -hmm. our house um and also yeah I do think that revisiting the idea of creativity as a fun part of your life, you know, just playing with it and not, and trying out something different and not having any like attachment to the outcome and that kind of thing. Mm. It seems like a great idea, right? Yep. I think that, yes, go ahead. Sorry. To revisit that child like energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think the not having attachment to the outcome is big um, with Leo vibes. You know, it's it's about being in the present moment and expressing yourself from that pure place, not out of um, what is this going to do for me or is this going to be productive in some way, but really mm-hmm. just having fun with it. So I know that for myself, I, you know, with my creative project that I'm working on, um, I've been doing a lot of agonizing and pushing and straining over it and realizing, well, that is not working. So I I took a step back from it. And then now I'm doing as like for a week and a half now, I've been doing the morning pages, you know, like from the artist's way from 30 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, I used to do them in the 90s. And I'm doing them again. And um, it's been great because it gets you in touch with that. Just writing for the sake of you just you're just doing it. You're not thinking about who's going to read it or what's the outcome going to be. There is no assignment except to just write and what's whatever's on your mind. Right. And it's really Mm -hmm. interesting what comes out. Some of it's blather, you know, and that's okay too. I mean, that's the whole point that it's it's all fine. But you do get some nuggets that come up from that. And so that's been a really good kind of Venus and Leo practice. And it's interesting because I I think I started that right after we went into the pre-shadow of this Venus retrograde. 
So yep. that's helping me to get into that playful place with writing again that I have been losing touch with, you know? Yep. For sure. Yep. That's a good one. I have that. That book is sitting out on my desk. Has the artist way. Like the last year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to revisit that again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's good stuff in there that's foundational for me. And I mean, obviously, it's it's a book that is important for many, many creatives. It's like yeah. the, Bible, the Bible of how to get your creativity going. And mm-hmm. I mean, she has another concept in there um, that's the artist's date. And it really felt linked to this this uh, Venus retrograde in, in Leo time for me, where it's about rejuvenating yourself by taking yourself on these artist dates and refilling your well, as she calls it, that way. Um, and the whole point of it is, though, you go by yourself and you're not, there's no agenda except to do something that seems fun and might be inspiring and rejuvenating for you, um, you know, go look at some art, go to a park and look at the trees and draw the trees, do, you know, anything that just sparks some fun and play and creativity in you. And it's not about having an agenda of what's going to be on the other end of it, or, you know, what's the product that's going to come out of this. It's, it's Mm -hmm. all about the, the phrase, you know, date, also reminds me of the romantic energy of Leo. You know, it's like yep. to kind of date yourself again in terms of creativity and what do you even like? You know, sometimes we have to relearn that for ourselves. What is uh, our aesthetic and what is it that really sparks our curiosity and, and aliveness? And um, so I plan to do some of that for myself during that time as well and to keep doing it because it's I'm doing it a little bit but I'm haphazardly so I want to get on more of a schedule with that during mm-hmm. the, the Venus retrograde well I think I was just thinking as you were talking about that and having everything it seems like for the last couple of years everything has had to have some sort of meaningful purpose mm-hmm. for like it's it's like I don't know. I think it's just the way the world operates is like we're all on a trajectory that's moving pretty quickly. So I've been like really focused on what's my trajectory and like watching my health and watching my weight and watching where my money goes and how do I want to spend that and everything has to make sense and my walks have to have a purpose every day. And I was just thinking like not in some ways to like like lay off the pressure of yeah. uh performing right of mm-hmm. like over performing or performing for the sake of like it needs to be something and so even when you say i want to get on track with a schedule mm. sort of like yeah, i want right. to say no you don't <laughs> you know like it's Correct. just important for you to to allow time for yourself to uh, create, you know, and however that is without it being a, mm-hmm. another thing we have to do, right? Oh, good point. Um, yeah. I, Todd helpful. and I, Todd bought e-bikes for us, um, mm-hmm. I think during the pre-shadow, right? Mm-hmm. And we got them and we've been riding them when we can. It's been so like stormy here. But um, 
but yesterday we rode them like 30 miles and we we went to all these neighborhoods like we wouldn't be able to walk to, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if we were going to take walks in different places, it would take us months to cover all the ground we covered yesterday. Right. And it was so fun to like look around and to see new places and to have a little enthusiasm about the town we live in. And because we can be so inside the box, you know, we always travel in the same circles and um, this got us out of that zone and like have this sort of, oh, wow, look at how cool this is, or look at how cool, or this is something we never even knew was here. And, and I feel like we're out being active. We're out like enjoying something a little bit different. We're seeing new things. And, um, and then we're also like, oh, let's just jump on our bikes and go downtown and go out to eat. You know, it's kind of fun. It's sort of sparked something that is um, new and fun for us yeah. and uh, that we had been missing because I, I feel like our whole lives lately has been so task oriented. Mm-hmm. So the e-bikes are a fun, really fun thing for us. Yeah. And that's for like- us old people. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> being on a bike, but not having to work so hard. Um, right. Yeah. But it's, it's, it is so much about that childlike energy, isn't it? Like being on a bike and, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling that freedom to just zip around and go new places and yeah. And doing it together. That's very, uh, Leo romantic, you know, it's very like, let's have fun together and not have an agenda about it. Right. Right. And it doesn't feel like I, when we rode bikes before and we just had our regular bikes, Todd really hated it. He mm-hmm. hated it. I loved, I always loved riding my bike, but he was like, oh, this is so much work and it hurts my <laughs> neck and like all these things. And so now that we have the e-bikes, he's like, oh my God, this is just like being on my bike when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. we named our bikes and stuff. You know, it's just like Fun. funny how that, how that sparks joy for us. So yeah. Um, and I feel like we definitely needed that in our relationship too. Mm-hmm. So I think, I also think like it's a time to sort of express yourself, right? In mm-hmm. your relationships or see how you're not doing that. Or because um, Leo is so expressive and so passionate and so like romantic. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep, it's it's a good time to look for new ways to connect. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Brad um, had the idea that I should get a guitar for my birthday because I had played the mandolin for like four years, and then it kind of ended weirdly with my teacher, <laughs> the, my uh-huh. teacher, and so then there was like a bad taste in my mouth about the mandolin, <clears throat> which I still might go back to it at some point, but. Um, I've always also wanted to get better at the guitar and I've never really played like seriously. I've just, I know a few chords, you know, like everybody else. And, but I've always wanted to. And so he said, well, why don't we get you a guitar and then I can teach you how to play. Cause he, he plays really well and that'll be something we can do together, you know? And he'll, he's like get, giving me a lesson plan and stuff, which that part doesn't sound very romantic, but it's actually, it's giving us more 
time together or more to connect about and talk about like new things to talk about basically yeah like learning the guitar and different methods and playing the song we're going to play next and all of that so it's been fun i got my guitar um a couple weeks ago and i'm enjoying it like Mm -hmm. i'm forming my calluses you know that's cool yeah (laughs) i was sucked at the guitar i just like i i needed a banjo or something because i felt like my fingers never worked right with that guitar (laughs) It depends. Like, I don't know. It could be the size of guitar. Like I I actually got a smaller one, which is also kind of fun and childlike. It's not tiny, but it's about three quarters the size of a regular guitar. It's called a mini. It's a oh, ta- cool. Taylor mini. Yeah. So it's it fits me nicely because I have a smaller frame and I've always found that regular size guitars are pretty big and bulky with me. But um, yeah, so that is something we're doing like proactively to say, let's, and it's so funny because I started to get very Saturnian at first about it. Like, well, and I was talking to him and I'm like, well, what would this really be for? Like, what is this useful for? I'm going to learn the guitar and then what am I going to do with it? Right. I mean, so then I can sing and play guitar. It's like, well, it'll be something that we can do together and it'll give us time to bond and work on something together and that's how I was thinking of it and then I felt bad because I was like how how un, <laughs> unromantic I was being like, right well what good is this gonna be like you're like here's another thing for me to do right or learn or have to practice <laughs> totally I started to go into that place and actually uh-huh. the practicing I'm taking a different approach to it than I did with the other instrument in that I'm just, I'm looking at it as kind of noodling and having fun. And I do it just a little bit every day. I do like 15 or 20 minutes, not like I'm going to practice for 45 minutes or anything like that. Because if it, if I tried to get too hard ass on myself about it, I know it's not going to work in the long term. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be a little bit light and fun and I'll just pick it up because it's sitting in the living room and I'll pick up the guitar and just play with it a little bit. But yeah. So, so it's, it's a good thing. And I think I can't wait till you guys start your band. <laughs> That's, just, I'm so yeah, excited. We're going to take it on the road and two, <laughs> two gray heads performing at your local coffee house. How exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, <laughs> well, he's, I could, but he, I mean, I could play in front of people, but he's, Death, deathly afraid of it. So <laughs> I'd he's have to too really. Shy. That's he's funny. too shy. Yeah, he's way too shy. Oh. I don't know why. He's got a Leo moon, man. I don't know what the deal is there, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you need to turn up the volume on your Leo moon. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so what can we say to people about how how can you access this energy for yourself? I guess one thing to remember always and what we talked about in the last episode is look at where is leo the sign of leo in your specific chart right what uh what houses does it fall in or house so for you you were talking about how it rules your fourth house as it does mine you know and i'm also finding and brad as well so we're we're also doing like house beautification projects and yard cleanup and yard beautification and landscaping stuff and 
Brad was fixing the fence yesterday. So it's kind of a similar thing of like, oh, you know, we're applying this energy to really beautifying our home um, Mm -hmm. after a time of, you know, just adjusting to living here. Like we've been here for almost three years. And so it's, it's a time now of saying, oh, let's look around and now make this really ours and make it beautiful. Um, so that's for me, it's mostly fourth house stuff. It is also partly in my third house and that's about, um, writing and teaching and speaking so that it'll be a good writing time for me, I think, um, where I'll probably get some new ideas and, but I need to play around with them first, you know, and not be so clenched about it, you know, Mm -hmm. having to have a purpose. Um, what about you? Do you think, you know, any thoughts about like more fourth house stuff for you, third house stuff? Well, I was, like I told you before, when we got on the podcast, I'm going to Italy this year and we didn't, we had invited my dad to go a couple years ago and then we couldn't make the trip and, and we didn't think he'd be able to go with us this time either. And Mm -hmm. we just talked to him on the phone the other night and he is going to go. And I feel like we were discussing, you know, sometimes it's hard to do stuff like that with your parents and, and, but I feel like it's such an opportunity to, to do something that's sort of fun and in my dad's wheelhouse too. And to like, take this maybe trip of a lifetime to do something fun and spontaneous with my dad. And so I think that that sort of calls mm-hmm. that in. My dad has a Leo moon and, you know, and, um, yeah, I think, and I'm, I'm about to go on a trip to see my daughter too. And we were supposed to go see Madonna, but it sounds like Madonna's uh, yeah. canceling her tour or postponing her tour. So we've just decided like, let's, let's keep the trip and let's yep. spend some time together doing something fun and whatever happens, you know, what, what's that going to be for us, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's how I'd like to see this, you know, like reconnecting with my family in a different way that is a little less heavy and a little bit more fun Mm -hmm. and um, joyful, you know? Yes. That is exactly what I'm hoping for with this transit. And yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm going to think about. I like it. I like it. And I guess, you know, for for y'all out there in the listening audience, if you know your chart a little bit, you can look and see what house or houses this Venus retrograde is falling in and then apply those themes of Venus retrograde, Venus retrograde in Leo that we've been talking about and say, well, what does that mean for you in terms of what area of your life that it's touching, that it's playing out? You know, where where do you need to reconnect with yourself or someone else? Where do you need to rejuvenate yourself with some playtime, some childlike energy? Um, Where do you need to express yourself creatively in a new or refreshing or different way? Um, Those kinds of questions are good to ask for whatever life area, you know, it may fall in. Like it could be, let's say it's in your 10th house of career then you, all of those themes would apply to the career sector of your life, right? 
or mm-hmm. if, if it fell into your uh, ninth house of travel, maybe you'd be taking a trip to, you know, do these things to br- call in these energies or figuring out what is your next trip going to be, right? Plan some mm-hmm. trips. So those are just some ideas, but uh, it's good to reflect on that for yourself. And then also notice, is Venus going to be aspecting or traveling over any of your natal planets? Do you have natal planets in Leo, for example? That's a useful thing to look at during uh, Venus retrograde, because it's going to be spending more time than usual in Leo. And it will make these like probably three conjunctions, you know, depending on where it falls to your natal planets in Leo. So you're getting extra Venus energy, right? Which means you're likely to attract in uh, relationships, new people, old relationships coming back. You know, those are going to be more magnified themes for you if you have Leo planets and that Venus is going to be crossing over those planets. Um, It goes from 12 degrees or 28 degrees back to 12 degrees of Leo, by the way, for those of you in the know of your own chart. So Mm -hmm. those are just some tips on how to apply it uh, specifically for you. Yeah, I think that's good. You don't have any Leo planets, right? I do not. I just have that, you know, the IC or the fourth house cusp like you is in Leo. And that's, that's all I got. Yep. Yep. I wish I had more. (laughs) I wish. But we do have a lot of fifth house planets. I know. We kind of have some honorary. Some honorary Leo stuff going on. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. If I was going to be able to choose my chart next time around, uh, I think I'd want to be a Leo. Like, (laughs) really? I love Leos. I love Leo energy. I've always been attracted to it. I think it's such, it's just so fun and funny and vibrant and like, Mm -hmm. wouldn't life be great if I were a Leo? But (laughs) I think so, Dina. I think maybe you're right. Like a Leo sun would be really nice. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I'm a big fan of the Leo people I know, so. Yeah. We, we've talked about that before, how Leos also project so differently from how you think they would. A lot mm-hmm. of them, you know, like a lot of the Leos that I know are sort of shy. And even when you say that about Brad's moon, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that can be true, can't it? It can be, you know. I mean, we talked about the Leo shadow in that previous episode. On the, We did a shadow episode, of course, on Leo. And I mean, that that brings one more point to mind um, for this episode is that it, with the retrograde, any planet retrograde and a sign that the shadow elements of that sign can come up for sure. So that's just one more thing to, to look for or watch for is uh, Leo shadow could be, you know, some narcissistic tendencies or like focusing too much on oneself or getting kind of, um, I don't know, just blustering and bold and <laughs> too bombastic, bombastic, all the bees. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so it's, it's good to think about the shadow expression of the sign that Venus is in and watch for those tendencies to come up in relationship as well. Like, oh, maybe 
the two people involved, you know, yourself or the other person, one of you is thinking too much about themselves or there's some themes around, you know, just not being considerate enough or too self-focused mm-hmm. of the other person. And so that's just always useful to check in with of what could the shadow look like too at this time. Instant gratification. There you go. I was trying to think of uh-huh. another one, but yes. So instant yeah. gratification in terms of like just getting too caught up in, well, I want it right now to be my way and, or I, I just want it all right now, you know. Or maybe you want a relationship mm-hmm. that, and you'll, you have a tendency to take what you get because that's what you want, oh. you know, because you want it all now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's that possibility too. Like don't, um, don't jump on things literally. You know, too, too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful out there. <laughs> don't That's jump right. on. Don't jump on things too quickly. Uh, uh, to be, be young out there. That is the theme for <laughs> yeah. this podcast today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last time you said something like "It is what it is," or <laughs> "Yeah, it is what it is." It is what yep. you make of it. It is what you make of it. <laughs> this time, it's don't jump on things. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's our final <laughs> advice. All right. Well, until next time. Yes. We'll we'll be back. We'll be back and wishing you a happy Venus retrograde and a happy mid of summer. Yeah. Enjoy it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can find out more about my readings at dinadecastro.com/readings. I also offer an astrology mentorship program where I mentor emerging astrologers and anyone who wishes to advance their astrological skills and wisdom. You can find out more about the program and apply at dinadecastro.com slash mentorship. To get more weekly insights, follow me at Spark the Sun on Instagram or check out my website at katiesloanastrologer.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And thanks again for listening.